You're tuning in to the Courtier Channel Podcast. Here you'll discover how to use the art of negotiation for eliminating stress, maximizing productivity, and increasing your income. Let's welcome our host, Minson Vo. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the ninth episode of the Courtier Channel Podcast. I'm your host, Minson Vo. Now, there is a two-week delay between the last episode and this episode because of a handful of reasons, one being that a huge winter storm hit Texas and the southern part of the United States, except for Florida, and I had no power for three to four days and no water at all, so it was devastating down here in Houston, and it was probably very, very bad up there in Dallas and Austin as well. So I'm glad that the Southern states got past this horrific, horrific event. So anyway, we are back and today we are joined with Elijah Joseph. Elijah is one of my friends and he has had some incredible experiences that he can share with us. So I'm gonna talk less. Elijah, please introduce yourself and your hobbies, I guess. Tell them a little bit about your school life and what you enjoy. Hi, my name is Elijah. I'm a 12th grade senior, and some of my hobbies are making music, playing basketball. Um, I like talking to people. Yeah. Yeah, Elijah texts me and tells me all the time he asks me to help him record his music all right anyway (laughs) (laughs) anyway (laughs) you know you do all right so today we're going to talk about something actually very very specific so elijah will be telling us about some experiences or an experience he had in the past on when he had to negotiate out of crisis situations. Now, when I was learning from hostage negotiators last summer, one thing that popped into my mind is, okay, let's say you're walking at home at night and somebody comes up with a gun, points at your head. It's like, give me your money. Let's say you can't run and you don't comply, which is, in, in real life, the best thing to do would be just, you know, give them your money and then figure out a solution later on. But let's say you can't do that. This is a simulation. Let's say you can't do that and you have to negotiate your way out. It's either negotiate successfully or die, right? And Elijah's situation isn't that intense, though. He has had encounters in the past where he was faced up with some, faced head to head with somebody who wanted to beat him up. And I remember about three, four weeks ago, I asked him what he did in that situation. And he's like, well, I had to fuse it using my words. I was like, that's, that's interesting. Show me how. And when Elijah showed me how, I was like, these are very, very similar to crisis and hostage negotiation techniques. And Elijah's never or hasn't learned hostage or crisis negotiation for a day in his life. So what I found interesting was he was able to find these skills through experience 
rather than training, but he made it work for him. So Elijah, I'm going to let you take the stage now. So please tell us about an experience you had in the past where this was a problem and you had to deal with it. Well, uh, the story I'm about to tell, it was in seventh grade, so I might not remember everything, but I'll try my best to explain it as clear as I can. So, um, you know, it was a regular day coming after football practice. Uh, we all went into the locker room and we were changing. You know, it was seventh grade. I was small. It was my first year playing football, so I was smaller than all the other kids. I had less experience and I didn't really know what I was doing, but I just wanted to do it, you know, try something new. And uh, one day, after practice, once everybody left the locker room, uh, I was getting all my stuff together and some, like, these three like friends came up to me and started messing with me. You know, they were like, they weren't getting too physical or anything. They were just, you know, doing it with their words. And uh, after a while they started getting physical and uh, I didn't really know what to do. But, you know, the way I grew up, my dad's a barber and I, he's taught me how to talk to people, uh, all kinds of different people. So I just use what he taught me. And uh, so, yeah, this is basically how it went. So they just wanted to beat me up because, you know, I was small. I had braces and I sucked at football. And so when... uh. He was about to hit me. I looked at him. I was like, why? Like, what are you going to gain from this? Does this make you happy? Because you and I both know that if you hit me, you're not going to be able to um, like play in the upcoming games. And he said, well, I'm just angry that you suck so bad. And you have, I had a really good personality at the time. You know, I was nice to everybody. I was funny. And I guess that just upset him in a way. So I was like, well, what did I do to you that made you so angry? Actually, think about that. What did I do from you to you? And what does you doing this to me how does that benefit you in any way? Are you getting better at football by doing it? Are you getting better grades? Are you getting any money out of it? Like, I don't understand. You could be going home right now and, you know, doing whatever you do when you get home, take a shower, get on the game. But instead, you're messing with me. I'm in my tidy whities right now. I just put on some deodorant. I don't, I don't get it. So really tell me, like, what do you gain from this? And he looked and he was like, it's funny. And I said, but there's nobody else here. Who else is going to laugh? There's nothing, there's nothing funny out of it. And after that, he, he just calmed down, left. And uh, yeah, that's how I, talked my way 
out of uh, getting beat up that day. My mic's muted, but I was like saying what throughout the whole thing. Elijah, <laughs> that was the most detail I've heard that story, and and that is absolutely incredible because I'm sure a lot of the techniques you used and I'll identify some of those right now. Hostage and crisis negotiators would also use, right? So one thing that really stood out to me and it seemed like uh, your most common technique is open-ended questions, right? Especially the ones that start with what and how. You're like, well, what do you gain from this? How will this benefit you? What did I do to you? And in crisis negotiations, that's what negotiators use to make the other side think and it provokes thought, right? It slows down the thought process. And if the negotiator is able to get the other side to a calmer emotional state at first, these questions will have a huge amount of impact. And I can see that throughout your story, the emotions gradually came down, came down, came down, came down, and it led to behavioral change at the end, which is incredible. So one thing I was uh, confused about, I don't know if I, I missed the detail. So you said that three guys were in the locker room at, um, at the beginning. And at the end, you said only one dude left. So what 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 happened there? Oh well, um, the three guys. It was three friends, and the other two weren't getting physical. They were just like kind of. They mm -hmm. were there, but mm -hmm. they weren't really close to me. They were just calling me names. Like they used to make fun mm -hmm. of my teeth because I had mm -hmm. messed up teeth at the time. Mm -hmm. Uh, had my hair cut, and then after a while, I guess they got bored of it and they mm -hmm. left. But the other guy didn't. So, so, oh, so they left in the middle and then this guy, he was left with you in the locker room at the end. He left as well. Yeah. So correct me if I'm wrong. The reason he was so angry at you was because you were being, you were weak and you were small. You weren't good at football. So you were a detriment to the team. Yeah. And I guess he was also kind of jealous too, because mm. I had made a lot of friends through talking. Mm. I had like a lot of connections throughout the school. I see. So and even it wasn't the like uh -huh. most good looking, like mm -hmm. I, I knew how to talk to girls and stuff. Mm -hmm. I had good grades. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. So the, the big guy was like, hey, you're weaker than me. You, you, you have messed up teeth, you're bad at football. How the heck are you able to get girls and have friends when I can't, right? I'm jealous. Yeah, basically. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. And the reason that's so interesting is because I've never met another person who's faced with this situation. Usually the, the hey, I'm gonna beat you up with the locker room situation is, is not present as much today as it was 20, 30 years ago. Yeah, I never thought that like mm -hmm. that would come to me. I thought that mm -hmm. I thought that stuff only happened in the movies. Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> but <laughs> like those those uh, uh, those like eighties movies. Mm-hmm. But it actually yeah. happened to me. So that's kind of crazy. So going back to the the technique, right? Uh, I mentioned open ended questions. Did that? So and you mentioned that your father taught you how to use or how to talk to people as well. So how does that relate to the techniques that you used within the conversation with the bully? Well, I never really knew what he was teaching me. It just kind of came to me, you know. I lived at my grandparents' house for a while and they live next to a halfway house. Mm-hmm. So there's all kinds of crazy people walking up and down the street people that come into the barbershop uh-huh. it's just all kinds of different people with different experiences they have different jobs and you just got to learn how to be able to talk to all of them so very form a so, so he taught you so more specifically you're saying that he just taught you how to be conf- conversational with diverse diverse and new people that you you don't usually talk to yeah that's what he did Great. And you translated this into that situation. Now, a lot of us, I know I would, if I found myself in that situation, I would freaking cripple up, not in terms of physically, but mentally. And I'd be so shocked that I wouldn't know what to do. How did you stay so calm? Well, I was pretty scared, actually. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was scared through the whole thing. Uh, Mm -hmm. crying i was shaking a little but i didn't make it too noticeable you just got to be confident with what you're saying wow he was much bigger than me he was a lineman and i was like really small so kind of scary this does sound like a movie scenario doesn't it (laughs) it really does like oh my gosh i've known you for so long and this i think this this story is just built a good connection between us because You know, it takes a very emotionally intelligent person to be able to do this, especially with no prior training, right? So it sounds like you were really, you're also really curious about the motivations behind why he was trying to beat you up. Yeah, at the time, I I just didn't understand. I was like... Why? Because there's better things to do, you know? That's, that's incredible. <laughs> Curiosity is one of the main values of being a negotiator as well. And you showed it right there. Curiosity and you try to understand the other side's perspective. So empathy as well. Curiosity, empathy. And it seems like, correct me if I'm wrong, before he left, what was his reaction like? Like, how did he, how did he proceed to leave? Did he just calm down and, and was like, bye? Or he, you just saw his face relax and he just slowly walked away. What, what happened there? Yeah, he slowly got relaxed. Then he was like, he smacked his teeth. He was like, it's not fun no more. You lame, bro. And then uh, just walked away. That's amazing. <laughs> and what happened after? Uh, any other events with this same guy? 
Well, not with the same guy. Uh, I later got cool with him because it Ooh. turns out that our family knew each other. What? <laughs> yeah. Wow. And do you still talk to him this day? Nah. He's in jail now. What? He's in jail? Yeah. He, uh, he did an armed robbery. That is insane. Yeah, Elijah Joseph negotiated with the future criminal, successfully negotiated with a future criminal. Wow. <laughs> this is catching me so much. This is <laughs> I never cool. thought of it like that. What? That... <laughs> I, I I'm speechless. I, I can't wait till I share this with the professional negotiators. <laughs> because this is what? That is absolutely amazing. So you were in a quote unquote crisis negotiation, unofficial crisis negotiation. Wow. Yeah. I just, I had to do what I had to do, you know, because mm. growing up, it's like, uh -huh. if you get beat up, mm. you can't just beat up and go home. Mm -hmm. You have to at least put up a fight. And I do not know how to fight. So mm -hmm. only thing I knew how to use is my mouth. And that's, and you used it right. Because a lot of people, what they'll be, what they'll be, I, or I'm assuming what will happen in that situation is they would be like, well, you know, uh, I'll do anything. Please don't beat me up. Please don't beat me up. Right. Or, you know what? You are a bad person or this is not my fault. This is your fault. But for you, you were just like very curious about trying to understand the bully's perspective and it all worked out. Yeah. Yeah, it did. That's, that's amazing. Now we're going to do a little simulation so we can kind of quote unquote recreate this. I'm not going to be the exact same bully though. I want to see some real life application of what you did or some live application of what you did. Okay. So, and you already seem confident. So this is, this is really good. So I'll <laughs> be uh, a 300 pound huge, bulky high school senior. You just came into high school. You are a freshman. All right. Okay. You have joined the baseball team. <laughs> and the baseball team is full of big, tough guys, right? I haven't seen a baseball team like that, but let's assume that there is one. <laughs> right and i know nothing about baseball so this will make it more fun yeah i don't know anything about baseball either all right so it's after after practice we are both in the locker room and i'm gonna go and i'm gonna beat you up right it's only me and you in the locker room you ready yeah i'm ready let's do it hey Dude. Yeah, what's up, bro? 
I'm about to punch you in the face. <laughs> Why? Are you joking? Right. No. Does it, does it sound like I'm joking? Well, what's wrong? Is something bothering you? Did I do something? I mean... I just can't stand having you at practice. Well, why? I'm not, I know I'm not the best or anything, but you're pretty good. This is your last year. You're doing really good for your stuff. And to be honest, I'm just following your footsteps. <laughs> well, why would you? <laughs> it's, man, I just, I don't know why our team is performing so bad. Right, and it just, I... Well, think about it. Think about why our team's performing bad. It's because of moments like these. We don't talk to each other. Tell me what's really on your mind. What's going on? Something bothering you? I just... I, when I joined the baseball team four years ago, I, I, it was really good. We, we won a lot of competitions. We went to state and then sophomore year, we didn't make it to state, but it was still similar to that. Last year, we didn't make it. I was really upset. And this year we're doing even worse. And I don't know what's the problem. The only difference is that new freshmen have been joining the team. I mean, who else is to blame it on? Well, I mean, freshmen got to learn too. You know, there's changes every year. It's meant to be like that. You just got to learn to adapt. You're the senior on this team. You know what I'm saying? And you have to lead. You have to lead the freshmen. You got to teach them. If we're if they're not listening to you. Then they're not going to listen to anybody, and that's just going to be the downfall of the team. Just think about what it's going to be like in college. In college, you're going to be in my position. You know, everybody's going to think you're the weakest link because you're a freshman. But you just got to learn to adapt with them. You got to learn to build a connection with them. You know what I'm saying? And then everything will work out on its own. Just let things go. I... I, 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 I guess that's, that's it. You know what, man, I'll, I'll talk to you later then. Yeah, man, it's cool. Just hit me up whenever you want. Wow. What? <laughs> when you related it, when you were like, hey, you're the senior on this team. I'm following your footsteps all the way to, Think about what's going to happen when you're a freshman in college. That's what? <laughs> it sounds corny, but I mean, you got to do what you got to do. At the end of the day, oh just gosh. not trying to end up with a, a black eye or anything. You're, you're like one of my, or you're like one of my favorite people. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is incredible. Like, this is incredible because, okay, for whoever's listening, the funny thing is, 
when Elijah and I first did something relating to negotiation, I was like, hey, let's let's do a car salary, a car salary, <laughs> a car negotiation. And I usually <laughs> do this with friends because it, it's fun because they, they usually never negotiate. So I'm like, okay, you name a price for a car you're selling and I'm trying to negotiate it down as much as I can. You try to keep us up or the price up as much as you can, right? And Elijah, when negotiating, he was like, oh, I don't know how to negotiate and all that, right? He's like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. And then when we were talking about something else, he mentioned the fact that he was bullied this kid. I asked him how to get out of it. He said he diffused the situation. I'm like, hey, that sounds a lot like negotiation. And now after you're do, you're, you did this scenario, right? And after you told the story about your real life experience, you're... Uh, I can see that you're a really, really talented, untrained negotiator. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's insane. I, I, again, I'm I'm like so speechless right now because I've never met anybody like this. Usually, you know our friends, right? A lot of them are introverted. Yeah, <laughs> and a lot of them they if they find themselves in a situation where emotions are high they're going to collapse they're going to break down right or they're going to go into or they're going to be traumatized right? yeah a lot of them a lot of them would be wouldn't know what to do in situations like that yeah so what else would you like to tell the audience before we end this podcast? Just uh, don't be afraid to talk mm-hmm. to people, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, and, and I mean, this is a, this is supposed to be a, ri- I, I'm so sorry. Uh, Elijah, you were saying something? You were saying something. Oh, no, oh, no, no, it's cool. Okay. Uh, this is originally supposed to be a parent podcast. So this episode is going to take, is kind of taking a turn. So going back to like the target audience, how do you think parents should teach their kids to do these things, to confront these scenarios where they're being harassed, being bullied, so that it ends with nobody getting hurt and a better relationship? Well, if I had a kid and I wanted him to know how to be able to get out of situations like that, I would just take him around different people and talk to talk to them on his own. Travel travel around uh, different places, get him to to know different people that have like different kinds of jobs all types of different things. Mm-hmm. Just let him talk and be himself. So give, her him, so give him or her that experience. Yeah. Right? And let them really figure out things while still giving them some sort of guide along the way. Yeah, because there's no exact way that mm-hmm. you can really tell a kid exactly how to do yeah. things mm-hmm. like perfectly and expect them to perform it flawlessly and be able to get out of every situation like that. 
It's just that I let them do it uh-huh. themselves. Like, do it themselves. And it sounds like you got this philosophy from how your dad raised you. Yeah, it definitely helped a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're lucky to be raised in such a good family. So I'm glad. Yeah, I am too. Thank you. Uh, all right. Well, Thank you so much, everyone, for listening to this podcast. This is my favorite episode so far. <laughs> I haven't been this shocked in quite a while. So, <laughs> thank you. So, yeah, I'll see everybody next week. Thank you so much for listening. All right, thank you for having All me right. on here. Bye, everyone. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Courtier Channel Podcast. If you want to unlock more secrets for taking your life to the next level, you can visit www.courtierconsultations.com where you can find the team's social media links, contact information, and premium counseling packages. Start changing your life today by learning the skills they never teach you.